Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. to this edition of Believe in Grizzlies. We, I haven't been on for a minute. Um, the Grizzlies are out of action. Um, they got eliminated by the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round um, in a six-game series, and the Grizzlies lost horribly the last game. I don't want to remember that. Um, I have a special guest with me um, from the Memphis Flyer, um, beat writer Amy Stigemeyer. She's my co-worker at the Flyer. What's up, Amy? What's up? Oh, uh, we got a lot to talk about. First, yeah, we, I, I want to start with Bronny James. Um, You can go ahead. That might be one of the scariest headlines that I have read uh, because I have a kid that's almost Bronny's age. Um, So one... I can only imagine how terrifying that is for his family. Two, I need people on the internet to stop speculating that it's because of, of a vaccine injury. I just need that to stop. Right. I need people to stop doing that shit because it, like, it it didn't take long. And one, this kind of speculation isn't helpful in any manner. Two, you're still talking about a kid. You know, it, it may be, you know, he may be LeBron James' son, but he's still, you know, I, I don't want to say it. I mean, he's still a, a young man, and the seriousness of the situation doesn't call for needless speculation about who got the jab or what, what you know, what jabs did he get. Um, I've right. seen we're, too much of it, and I've seen it echoed by people who should absolutely know better mm -hmm. right and we're talking about for my listeners we're talking about if, if you don't know um Bronnie James uh went into cardiac arrest on on Monday um in at the USC practice and it was broke by TMZ on Tuesday so um people are saying that he went into cardiac arrest because of the vaccine we don't even know if he's taking the vaccine but people need to understand that athletes have been going to cardiac arrest before COVID. People have been dying before COVID. A Google, a Google search would tell people that. But I think social media has fried people's brain where they can't think for themselves and they jump on the bandwagon. It has happened to a number of kids. There's a, uh, there's a article or something online where it says how many kids have died from sudden what they call it I forgot what they call it but um I know sudden death because of cardiac arrest uh, tons of athletes and I forgot how many I think it's over 2,000 I need to uh, figure out uh, I think it's the national health something I don't know I don't remember all I know that it's been happening before COVID. And for people to sit up and say that it's because of COVID, that's bull crap. And it's just like, whatever. I, and I believe, seriously, social media has fried the brains. My prayers goes up for Bunny, first of all, 
then it goes up for Savannah James and LeBron because this has to be ultra scary to hear that happen to your son. Absolutely. Um, I agree that social media has fried a lot of people's brains. Um, and I understand that it is a well-known phenomenon for teenage young athletes to have a sudden cardiac incident during a workout. And, and like you said, all of, like all of these things had been happening before COVID. Right. Um, it, it, I can't really speak to what sort of agenda there might be behind that, but it's distasteful one to speculate it. And two, you're talking about somebody's son. You're, you're talking about somebody's child who, you know, had an incident where had the response the had there not been people there who knew what to do had they not had right. a defibrillator you know that this very well could have been very very tragic and, and, and because of sudden the cardiac arrest that athletes have that's why they have defibrillators in schools now that that's the reason why and people i mean it's just like a google search would help you understand this instead of saying that it's because of covid a covid vaccine grow up people I'm going to say it. There are some people that need better home training because this, it, it, I don't know if it's social media that's done it or a combination, but it seems like it's only gotten progressively worse. And it's like who, Google is who, free. Who, 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 Google is free. And Bing who is free. You? Yahoo uh, search engine is free. Hey, Duck, Duck, go you, is free. If, yeah, if you got a uh, you got a Safari or whatever, you can go in the, the Safari app or whatever and look it up. I'm just saying, you, dictionaries, whatever, it's free. And you're so. already you're obviously already on the internet if you're on social media. So why don't you just take that extra step and I don't know, search, get some valid clarification, and then maybe shut the hell up because it's none of your business anyway. Like I. I'm not surprised that TMZ reported it. And on one hand, maybe I can kind of see how, I guess, it's not that it's not newsworthy. It's just I don't necessarily think that the, the public has a right to know this because LeBron James is a public figure. Because, you know, his son is, is you know, coming up, you know, his, his, you know, his basketball career, you know, throughout high school has been on a lot of people's radars um but at the end of the day we're not their family right and they deserve to have a level of a level of privacy that you would want for your own family um right. you know i think about it as a mom and how absolutely petrified that i i would be um would continue to be and the thought that there were there were people who wanted to armchair quarterback what may or may not have happened to my child like that 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 makes me want to fight people i've 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 long thought that that fans have gotten way too comfortable in interjecting themselves in the personal lives of of athletes of celebrities um parasocial relationships are a thing like i get that that people feel that way right but you don't know those people and you're not entitled to that information. 
Exactly. And then, like, for me, it's like my, my son, he's 30 now, but he has plenty of health issues. I found out when my son was 12 that he had type 1 diabetes. He was 12 years old. We didn't know what wrong with him or whatever. He lost, like, 32 pounds in, like, three days. Took him to the emergency room. We thought he had the flu. Took him to the emergency room. He has diabetes. It brought in my husband's family. He um, had diabetes. He was in ICU for a minute because his sugar was so high they couldn't even breathe. You know, how, how terrifying that was to watch your child slowly where he could have died, but he didn't. And, you know, you thank God for that. And then he had high blood pressure, but it had nothing to do with weight or anything like that. He had what they call juvenile diabetes. He has to take insulin for the rest of his life. And then now he's 30. I still worry about him because just this year found out that child has a form of sickle cell where he cannot work, he can't do anything like that. So I'm in the process of, we're in the process trying to, you know, help him out and everything like that where he can't work. And we found out he has a form of sickle cell. Oh, we just found this out when he's 30. So I like, how do they not like how did they not catch that before beforehand? Uh, I, I, I would feel like that he's been through all manner of blood right. tests. But well, see, here's the thing: it's just like I don't know if I can say this on this, but this goes to show you how the medical industry treat black people. Because I can tell you this time, one time my child, he was, um, I think probably fourteen or fifteen, he was in pain. We went to Le Bonner and the doctor said that he was faking, right? The doctor said he was faking because they couldn't find anything wrong. And it's just like he had been in pain a lot, you know, over the years. And so we knew he had a sickle cell trait, but we didn't know that he had some other form of sickle cell. I don't know why, but come to find out, he went to the West Clinic, he had sickle cell. And I'm just See, like, wow. But we, that's a different story. But I understand. It's the reason why people, a lot of Black people, do not trust the medical industry because we basically are not treated the same. And that's fact. And people absolutely say we make stuff up, but it's fact. And I I get mad to this day. I want to find that doctor and slap him. Oh, I believe it. And I mean, it's, what you're saying, like, these are documented issues. I, I would be terrified to be a black woman having a baby in this country right now. The maternal mortality rates for black women, like what, like what happened, what happened with Serena? Serena Williams is famous and rich mm -hmm. and she had to catch it. Her, she had to catch her own blood clot herself to go, Hey guys, something is wrong. I need you. And at what point do medical professionals stop but see, and then the thing about it with my son, everything was blamed on diabetes and high blood pressure. When they, because you know why? The Carly, I mean, the uh, oncology doctor tested him in 2000 and when he was 28, like two years ago, because he had a blood clot on his shoulder. He was like, something is not right. He's 28 years old. He should not have a blood clot in his shoulder. Come to find out, it was sickle cell. So it's just like, we shouldn't have found out that he had sickle cell at the age of 30. We should have found out when he was younger, but that didn't happen. All they told us he had a sickle cell trait. 
And he has something that, called Apple. That's what I don't know how to pronounce that thing. Whatever. Oh, I, I never heard of. It. So him having this trait, that trait, or whatever, he has sickle cell. So it's a long story. The child is in terrible pain, and he has to take a drug that's for um a chemo drug, hydroxy or something or whatever. That's what he had to take every day. He had to take it three times a day. See, that's. That's that's insane that it took that long with him having such regular contact with the medical system to go, oh, okay, well, we know that you have diabetes and we know that you have high blood pressure, so we're going to blame everything on that and we're not going to look further. Um, it, that, this, is, this is how people end up with terminal cancers that have spread beyond recognition because they they tried you know they they did the right thing they said you know what something in my body is not right and sometimes sometimes that may or may not be the correct indication but i feel like that doctors spend too much on well we're going to attribute all of these things to your weight or we know right. you have diabetes so any other potential health symptoms that you have we're going to attribute to that which and his diabetes has, doesn't have anything to do with his weight and that's what people don't understand when i first saw people well he has diabetes well no it's because it's genetic it's juvenile diabetes where i don't care how what your weight is what anything you're gonna have it juvenile diabetes is no cure for it it's because you know, his it's just, pancreas it's doesn't work correctly yeah because his pancreas doesn't have any insulin where he got to take all it because like his eye he almost went blind all this stuff but let's get I back remember to that let's get back to the sports <laughs> stuff but it has something to do with that sickle cell stuff but that just reminded me and it is like i feel you know oh it's just like i feel for lebron and savannah but the simple fact is i'm you know currently doing some with my son he's an adult but he's still my child and i Absolutely. still have to be there for him and things of that nature because he's going through it where he can't even work right now because he's in so much pain and basically he may have to have a blood transfusion blood transfusion if this these medications can't work okay uh, let's get back let's get back to Bronnie. i know it's just yes. like yeah um lebron yes. issued a statement on twitter today he said i want to thank the countless people sending my family love and prayers we feel you and i'm so grateful everyone doing great we have our families together safe and healthy and we feel your love we'll have more to say when we're ready but i wanted to tell everyone how much your support has meant to all of us james gain you got a king symbol behind you but yeah that that was pretty scary okay now let's get to the business uh well john Morantz. um you know was seen on video IG live with um a gun. Um, you know, then Adam Silver came out doing the NBA finals. Oh, the Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat, you know, in the NBA finals. Denver Nuggets, congratulations, Denver. And then, you know, Adam Silver said, you know, um, I don't want it to be distraction. We're gonna suspend, you know, announce John Morant suspension, you know, after the finals. Then he proceeded to keep talking about it throughout the finals. 
And then how are you going to say you don't want to go ahead? I was going to say, how are you going to say you don't want it? You don't want this to be a distraction when nobody was really saying anything about it until you brought it up. And, you know, you were asked the question, but, you know, it could have been no comment. And then, like, uh, Eric said, well, he got dropped the hammer on Jaw and all this and that. And so, John Moran got suspended after the finals. John Moran got suspended 25 games. Um, then we found out that um, the gun was a cigarette lighter. Uh, you know, I, there was a video out saying the gun was a cigarette lighter. Then his friend, when they did the deposition of the lawsuit of the 17-year-old, now 18-year-old who's suing Java Ramp, the friend said it was a secret lighter. A video came out. Then his friend admitted to hitting the young man. And, you know, there was a warrant out for his friend and he got arrested last week. We're talking about, um, what's his name? Um, oh, God, I know what his name is. Uh, Devontae um, Pack. Devontae Pack, DTAP. Uh, had a warrant out for misdemeanor assault when he admitted under oath that he hit the young man. It wasn't self-defense. And the sheriff office put out a warrant, so he's been charged. He got arrested on the warrant, but don't know when his court date going to be. He's probably just going to get a fine community service. I doubt he do jail time or anything like that. Um, the lawsuit is going on still. Um, they had to put a hold on it because, like, job you sustain your ground law and all this and that. It's just a big mess, but let's get back to basketball. So what do you think about the John Morant 25-game suspension? I oh, think it's kind before, of a before you um say and say something, the Players Association did not like the 25-game suspension. And I think they wanted to maybe appeal it, but I don't think Ja wanted to appeal it. I don't know what that process is going on now. But I know the Players Association came out against the suspension. They said 25 games was too long because, one, John Morant did not commit a crime. Tennessee is an open carry state. He was in Tennessee. And I feel like John Morant, I know he should have been suspended all this and that. But I feel like John is being punished for an, a potential imaginary crime that he could have happened with him having a gun, but later we find out it was a cigarette light. But anyway, um, I, go ahead I'm, and say what you need to say. I agree with the Players Association. I feel like 25 games for what transpired is, is way too much, particularly when Miles Bridges got 30 games, but he doesn't really have to do 30 games, so he's going to have 10. Um, how are you going to start a suspension when you're not signed to a team like that? And he, he committed an actual crime. Right. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I think it was a good idea for John Morant to, to flash a, a gun or a cigarette lighter that looks like a gun on Instagram live, but he didn't break any laws. And right. this country idolizes guns. Like the double standard is ridiculous. Um, you know, I think it was more of a embarrassment to the league, kind of egg on Adam Silver's face. Um, yeah, he shouldn't have lied. He, than, he lied in Adam Silver's face for one, and that's what Adam seems like, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I I agree. He should have gotten, you know, like it. It should have been a stronger suspension. 
question than the first one that he got. I could see doubling that. He got eight games, say 16. Right. But when I think it sends the wrong kind of message to go. So we have a player who pled guilty to a crime who, you know, who committed domestic violence. Like none of this is in question. This wasn't, it, it wasn't alleged. It wasn't, um, like there, there's no doubt about what happened there, and but, to say that he only has to to be like so he missed a year, but he missed a year because nobody wanted to sign him then. Mm-hmm. So now that he's going back to the Hornets, that 30 game suspension should be the first 30 games of the season. But it's only 10 because they suspended 20. They they so, said well, we're going to give you credit for for 20. How can it be time served when you're not on a team? That doesn't make any sense to me, and it sends the wrong kind of message when, for practical purposes. Miles Bridges is going to get to take the court before John Morant, and John Morant hasn't hasn't committed a crime. Um, he's guilty of poor judgment. Um, he hasn't hurt anything but his re- his reputation. And again, I don't I don't think it was a good idea. But you're you're essentially saying this this is a greater offense than this player who physically hurt someone. And, and then let, I'm and, sorry, and then, that's wrong. Yeah, and then like with, for me, it's like okay, so you had other NBA player NBA players who have pictures and stuff of them holding firearms, right? And people say, well, they uh, that's a hunting weapon, that's an automatic weapon, and they had the gun rights. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I'm saying when you see a black man holding a gun, you always admit you go soon like, well. I had to get to someone on Twitter because they was like, well, John, John Morant, they was like, um, he ruined kids' life. And I asked the man, I said, how did John ruin a kid's life? And he said, well, he's showing them guns, this, that, and the other, whatever. I said, do you know any kid who got a gun because they saw John Morant had one? Do you know any kid no. that was arrested? You know any kid with that? Well, he said, well, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have um, said ruin. I said, you know what? Words matter. Then somebody said, well, John Morant talks to these kids. They're going to tell them they're going to get a gun. They're going to go shoot somebody, whatever. Did it happen? No, don't say that. Don't put that on him. Because kids see guns in our community every day. I mean, I I, I would rather people... Um, kids are easily influenced by their friends than they are adults. And then, like, they see athletes, whatever. But they see what's happening to John. They know that John Rich, and they know that, you know, John didn't go to jail, you know, for this, that, and the other. But, you know, they may think they may have people in their life, but they're not going to get a gun because they see John get a gun. They may get a gun because they see somebody else close to them to have And then, as we know, um, people have to tell parents all the time, lock your guns up. You see little kids or pick up the gun, they'll shoot their parents or shoot their siblings and that, whatever. But America is a country that's obsessed with guns. And then yes. I'm going to say this. Okay, so you saying that you see John Morant with a gun on video, but you said that, like, Chris came in when he was an NBA player. He had his assault weapons and all this and that, whatever. But you know what? Who we should be afraid of? We see these people, you say assault rifles at a gun range, whatever. That's safety, but it seems like the people with the assault weapons, them are the ones who go to the gun range, know how to shoot and all, hunt and all that. 
Them the ones that get those weapons and shoot and kill actual people. With the mass, yeah. you know, killing and things of that nature. So, what's the difference? Them are the ones you say that... Speaking. Yeah, yeah. Them the ones you say that it's safety, but the ones who go to the actual ranges and they have those assault rifles, they, they get... Some of them get mad or have mental illnesses and things like that, and they shoot a tons of people. So what's the difference? I think it's a racial component because you see politicians have their assault rifles with their children on Christmas cards and things of that nature. Why is it different when you see somebody with a handgun? Because that's what's a young difference? black man. What's the difference? Because, because, you want to associate, different. because you want to associate criminality with a black person. Pretty that's much. the difference. To me, uh, that's I, the difference. I mean, I and, and people I'm may get mad, but I said what I said and I stand by that. It's an obvious double standard, and anybody who wants to argue against that as being deliberately obtuse is not arguing in, in good faith, and I don't think we need to listen to them. Right. And then like, it's just like it, I, I have a 23 year old. Just like he don't have the money as John Moran has, and I have said over and over again, adults make mistakes. And then when you have money, that's just going to make it worse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, Not saying I'm that so John's a bad person, but the man is living his life. And then that's a video came out. Well, people saying it's old times so he is in the Dominican Republic or whatever party. What y'all want him to do? Y'all just want him to stay on. He won't hurt nobody. He can go party if he wants to. He's not driving a car. He's not. He's he's not responsible for any sort of motor vehicle. So, I I don't see a problem with it. Uh, I I think it's a ridiculous double standard, and people who who willingly ignore that that it is are are not are not coming at this argument in good faith. Um, right. And then, then then we're not saying that. I mean, it, it was crazy what y'all did. You know, he had got suspended before and then, you know, like two months later, you go do, you know, the same thing, what? even though we found out later that it was a cigarette lighter, but that's, 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 I mean, it's just like, I don't understand, you know, why he did it, but he said he's still working on himself. You know, he, you know, left um, Instagram, even though I saw the post where it scared me when it says bye and saying he loved everybody, you know, but he had to, you know, leave, you know, Instagram. And, you know, yeah, because, like, like, bro, if you're going to do stuff like that, not saying that you shouldn't, whatever, don't post it on Instagram. Like, don't tell on yourself. Don't 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 tell on yourself. Nothing good stuff. will come. Like, look, make people sign an NDA or whatever about nobody can have their camera. I take the cameras like Dave Chappelle and them do at they yes. uh, shows or whatever. Lock them in a bag, something like Who's that. Up? Yeah, everybody yeah. don't need to know everything that you do. I am social, so glad social that media is I was not that kind. No, the internet is forever. And I am so glad that when I was that age, and I didn't have that kind of money because I'd have turned up way work, like way, way harder right. with, with that kind of money. But like when I was 20 and 21 and 22, kind of going wild, we didn't have we didn't have camera phones. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have social media. So all the ways that I acted a fool, nobody gets nobody knows about that. Now everything and because he's famous, because he's so successful, everything that he does is going to be under a microscope. 
everything. And, and I think I think it was bullcrap. People wanted him suspended for the year. I'm like, for what? He didn't commit a crime. You want to suspend him for an imaginary crime that could have happened? That's 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 crazy. You don't suspend. Is- you don't you don't punish somebody for something that could have happened. But it's yeah, it's, but- it's just it's just crazy. I didn't think that he suspects suffice because I was gonna be really mad. A lot of people were gonna be mad. If he got suspended longer than Miles Bridges, who was convicted of felony domestic violence, so it's I'm ridiculous, just like, and it sends it it sends like the message that that sends from the league. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good look. I don't think anybody can say it's a good look, and I even to even to say, oh well. You know, if you count the the full number, then really, you know, Jaws issued five less. So what you're saying is that these two, these two incidents, these two offenses, are in the same league, and they're not. Exactly, they're absolutely they're not. not. One of them, one of them is 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 poor personal judgment. The other one, like actually actual hurt crime. someone. An actual, actual crime. Actual, exactly. You know, um, where someone was hurt, and then it's just like it's a Jaws didn't commit a crime. And uh, it's victimless, you know. No one was hurt with him doing it. Back to the and you can't Instagram is anything. not against the law, right? And I haven't heard anybody at all say, "Oh, you know what? I think it's uh, well." Kudos to you, man. I think it's a great. Th- Everybody has agreed. Hey, man, this was this was a bad decision. This was really a bad decision, especially after you already got in trouble for the exact same thing. Right. Like you can you can say, hey, you shouldn't have done this, and also, hey, the league's response is disproportionate given the situation. Um, you know, I I can understand Job wanting to keep his head down and, and go, you know what, I'm gonna t- I'm I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna deal with it. But I would love for the players' association to be able to appeal that and have that cut back. Like, I think 16 would be fair. Double right. what he got the and first then, time. And then, and then it's just like he always, he already lost millions from the first because he didn't make all NBA. And then now it's just like he's not going to be up for any awards because it's 25 games. But Ja has to agree for agree to appeal it. So yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with that. He has to agree to appeal it. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, if if his decision ultimately is he just wants just wants to to get over with it and and let it go, then then fine, I support that. But I also support him saying, you know what, these two things are not the same. The players association needs to argue this is not the precedent the league needs to set. So you know, um, I just think it's bullcrap. But I think Josh should um, really appeal the suspension and but you know I think the Grizz is going to be all right um let's talk about the offseason moves they've done um so the Grizzlies traded Tyus Jones in a this is a three-team deal and they got last year's um 2022 defensive player of the year Marcus Smart from the Boston Celtics that was a shocker so, yeah. what was your thoughts on that trade? I I am a big fan of the Marcus Smart acquisition. Um, 
I hate, I hate that we had to let Pius go, but I understand in the, the long run that he wasn't wasn't sustainable for the long term picture. Um, Marcus Smart fits better with where the Grizzlies are now. Um, and I can't help but think, like, between him and Jared, they're going to have – nobody's going to have any defense because we're going to have it all. And, um, you know, the Grizzlies got rid of uh, – they didn't re-sign Dylan Brooks, but Dylan Brooks got his money. He he got his bag, and I knew he was – His money was from the Houston Rockets. He got a four-year, $80 million deal. Go, Dylan. But, hey, um, I guess the Grizzlies said uh, we – you know, thank you for your service um, in Memphis, but we had to go with another option, and I think that Marcus Smart is a better option. Even though Dylan Brooks was the long, longest tenured Grizzlies, I think Marcus Smart is a better basket, all-around basketball player than Dylan Brooks. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, I saw somewhere on Twitter somebody said that Marcus Smart is who Dylan Brooks thinks he is. Wow. Um, now I, I, I will always have a special love for Dylan Brooks. I'm glad mm-hmm. he got paid. Um, I find it funny that there were a lot of people, there was a lot of chatter online and, uh, you know, they, they have the, you know, buddy, get ready to learn Chinese and he's going to get it. No, he's not going to get a vet minimum. No, he's too good at what he does to have not gotten the contract that he got. Like, right, I'm not I, the least bit shocked to, to, to know that he got paid. Right. And then, um, you know what? And his uh, agent got the last laugh on Twitter with, he said, I guess we'll go visit China. <laughs> right. Because yeah. I, I knew, because I was telling people, I said, you guys are crazy if you think that Dylan Brooke is not going to get another um, NBA contract. And you know what? After all the mess he said about LeBron James, um, Doing the what's doing the um the playoffs. playoffs. I think he had a meeting with the Lakers. So you know, every team needs a player like Dylan Brooks. He's he's the guy that's gonna go. He's gonna go hard every single night. Um, he's gonna give you everything he has. Um, sometimes he's gonna give you a little too much of it. Um, mm-hmm. he, he will shoot whether you want him to or not. Um, but he will be the best defender on your team. And he will will give you something that obviously something that the Rockets didn't have. Um, right. But he's he can contribute offensively, not hugely, but you know, again, his strength lies at defense. Um, but I mean, even still, you know, several times a season, there there were there were a number of games that the Grizzlies would not have won had it not been for Dylan Brooks going off and doing his thing. And yeah, he, he he might go um you know seven for forty seven but you know exactly he <laughs> hey, hey, that, that last three he hit in fourth quarter the one gonna count may help you win the game but you know he's gonna go car um guard the best player on the floor I mean he's gonna he wants that assignment and he know how to get under people's skin and everything and I can't wait to see him play the Grizzlies. Even though, you know, he's really close with Jaron and Ja and everything, you know, and Desmond Bang, it's going to be something special. And That's I a- think that Marcus Smart and Jaron Jackson Jr. 
on the floor can guard one through five together. Ooh, I can't wait for that action right there. Like I said, all of the defense. Nobody else is going to have any defense because we're going to have all of it. Um, I've, I'm very excited to see um, to see how Marcus Smart fits in. I think the, I think it was a smart move. Ha ha. And uh, I've you know, I've, I feel like that gives them a much better chance to weather the beginning of the season with however many games that Jaw suspended. Right. And of course, you know, uh, whether he appeals it or whether he takes the, the 25 and, and just, you know, keeps his head down. Um, can we talk about this midseason tournament for a minute? Because I, I have a I have kind of a rant. I, I'm not. Okay, go, go ahead. Yeah, the NBA announced a midseason tournament. Um. Uh. Go ahead. Uh. Amy. Who asked for this? Who I? I. I I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on for a mm-hmm. moment, and I'll probably piss some people off. I feel like they did this so that there would be something more for people to bet on during the season. Right. I right, think right. it will end up being good for if the the you know the non-star members of the team, the you know the rotation guys can can get a bonus going through that and I think that's that's excellent um people say it'll make you know the beginning of the season you know that part of the season matter um I'm not of the opinion that there's any part of the season that doesn't matter um I know that there are people that are like oh well you know LeBron coasts until the postseason and then he just kind of kicks it into another game and that's true that's absolutely true but I don't it backfired on it backfired on the Clippers no. Yes. And then I saw somewhere where today it says that uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and the team is going to take regular season more seriously because it's just like you play in a regular season, it builds a chemistry and continuity and things of that nature. Because if you don't yes. have that, how can you win? You know, and then you don't know when, when injury is going to happen. You can't predict an injury. It can happen at any time. So why yeah, be scared I, of it? I mean, that's just crazy and just it's crazy. But um, I don't know how the tournament is gonna. Um, I still don't know. But all I know is the Grizzlies in the Western Conference Group A is uh the Grizzlies, Phoenix Suns, Los Angeles Lakers, Utah Jazz, and Portland Trailblazers. And I'm like, how in the hell they come up with that? But anyways, yeah. The West Group uh, B is the Denver Nuggets, L.A. Clippers, the Pelicans. Northern Pelicans, Dallas Mavericks, and Houston Rockets, and I'm like, how did they come up with? Um, they had the this... divisions right there, right? They like... they really did. And then, wait a minute. Okay, so, um, uh, pot one, it says the teams with the three best prior season records in the conference. Pot two, the teams with the four, four through six prior season records. Pot three, teams with seven. I don't. What the? What? 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 So they're they're ranking them by the previous season's win record. Um, okay. So so th- there's a, there's a method to it. It's not arbitrary, but it kind of feels arbitrary. And I I I'm glad that they, at the very least, that they're managing to work this in the re- regular mm-hmm. season, with the exception of I guess their their tournament championship game. Um, it's not going to add any any more games to the season. The NBA season is already too long. Um. There's already too many games too close together, mm-hmm. and I love basketball. I I would like I, I would be for you know 
85 game season if they split it up if they spread it out but there's too many um three and four nights and back-to-backs and we saw a lot of injuries this past season and I think part of it is is due to uh, a lot of it is is due to the schedule and is due to not having enough rest time in between games um and I, I hope that that this isn't a pattern that we're going to see continue. Um, I mean, obviously there's always going to be guys that get injured throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, that's never going to change, but it feels like we saw a lot of people get hurt and miss significant amount, significant amounts of time that maybe ordinarily would not have. Um you know, I know people like to 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 dog on load management. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a kind of a kind of a dumbass name for it. But mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said for <laughs> we want to do this in a way that maximizes that, that gives them the maximum potential for recovery in between games. Right, um, and then and then they uh, trying to combat you know load load management, saying that you know people have to. Um, Play a a large amount of games, you know, before they eligible for the NBA awards, you know, like MVP. Um, yeah, and you know, defensive player of the year, all NBA man, things all- of that nature. You have to play, I think, sixty five games, you know, for your eligible for that. But I mean, it's just like I don't know. I just think that I think they should. Here's my thing. I think they should do like some of the games they do like on the weekdays, I think they need to cut some of those out. And I think they need to have, you know, a lot of games like on the weekend, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know, <laughs> that's what I think. You know, probably cut out those Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday games. Have them Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know, do that or something like that. Because, you know, like the games are doing the season, doing school time, you know, and then, like, say, for instance, you know, you got to go a West Coast game start at 9.30 our time, mm-hmm. the Central time zone, 10.30, you know, um, like, on the Eastern time zone. But I, I think that – and then, like, maybe they should break the games up, you know, like, you play play this many months, you off, uh, you know. I mean, I think they should play, like, um, maybe uh, – winter and summer or think something like that is a way that they can do these things where it won't be you know like you know it's an 82 game season it seems like they can break it up one half yeah. of the season this half of the season like not saying that um it should just start you know doing expanded all-star couple, things that i think expanded a couple of weeks and keep from pushing so many games in so many nights particularly when you account in in travel um it's it's hard on people's bodies. It's you know if they they want to keep eighty two games, maybe you know go further into April and and is that will that mean that the playoffs get pushed up a month? I guess right. it does. But. And then and then and then what they also can do is start the WNBA early and have a matinee where you watch you watch the WNBA game and then you stay for the NBA game. That way they can um share the revenue with the WNBA NBA more revenue with I would love to see it um I am all for um any so so, so if you if you say if you like all the NBA teams 
going to have a G League. Hey, well, all the NBA teams have a WNBA team. I mean, there's more plenty of stuff to go around because you know the there, WNBA, the WNBA needs to expand anyway. Yes, there are so there are so many excellent women's basketball players that I think there's like 140 something spots in the whole in the whole WNBA. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have you have young ladies who balled out in college who right. you know absolutely excelled and you know, they may go in the first round and they may still get cut because there's only so much so much space. Um, they need to be able to expand the rosters. Um, they need to be able to have chartered flights. Um, I need nobody to ever say anything again about WNBA revenue. Um, right. All 30 NBA teams don't make money. Exactly. And, and again, like the league, the NBA has benefited from billions of dollars in taxpayer mm-hmm. subsidies for, for arenas. Exactly. For, and um, people, people forget about that. People forget about that taxpayer subsidies you know supply a lot of stuff for these teams and things of that nature but they don't i mean hey but uh oh the nba is uh, taking money the wnba is taking money from the nba well hell the nba has that money they got that money but i'm just saying but the nba is taking money from nba the nfl all these sports arena taking money from taxpayers in these cities i'm just saying exactly exactly like they, you know, all of these teams have benefited a a significant amount, and none. I don't think that there's any majority owner who could not afford to mostly finance their own arena. Now they're mm-hmm. not going to do it. They're absolutely going to take advantage of, of any kind of tax benefits and and stuff. And and there is a benefit. There is a benefit to the city that they go to. Um, right. But. It, and I'm, I'm, know, I'm not it, saying that there's anything wrong with that, but I feel that tax dollars should be used toward things of helping people. But I know it's it's good to have an NBA team in your city, but I think that people get mad because it's just like, here's the thing. How are people get mad. Sometimes folks don't want to fund schools. They want to fund this, that, and the other. And then they don't want to help people who's down on their luck and things of that nature. But they don't have no problem with funding billion dollar companies, helping funding them where they get tax breaks. People have no problem with that. I don't understand it. But it's just like that's 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 capitalism for you. That's the USA for you. But hey, I mean I'm happy that Memphis has an NBA team. I am too. I would love it if we had a WNBA team um i've heard that nashville is kind of in the uh, on the short list of cities that have been discussed for expansion teams yeah um, I, heard that. I think that's i i don't love it but i mean i would i would support a team in tennessee even if they were in nashville i wouldn't right, love right, it right. Uh, but the think it would make more have, sense right the to have, have a, a WNBA team that uh play in the land center absolutely um the fact that there are so, and it's and it's always it's ninety nine percent of the time it's always men. It is um, any any time ESPN or Bleacher Report or the like any time any major sports outlet social media account posts anything about the WNBA, man, you've got dudes fighting over themselves in the comments to talk about not a sport, kitchen, make me a sandwich, they lose money, blah blah blah. So you're totally okay with your tax dollars 
going to to fund arenas for professional sports teams but you're not okay but you say oh well they're, they're funded by the nba well they up until recently they were owned by the nba they should be funded by well, the well, NBA. Well, some, some of them, I mean, some here's, of them the still are. here's the thing. Here's the thing. People are sitting up there saying that in the WNBA is its own entity. But I'm, let me tell you something. Why, when you hear, why, why, when they have media releases, it's come from the NBA? That's, that's like what that's, I want to know. That's Adam how Silver, it started. Adam, Adam Silver still coming on stuff regarding the WNBA. Uh, you know, like when you see a message from the WNBA, it'd be from NBA PR. So I don't want to hear hear that. It's, it's not its own. It's it's its own industry. I mean, um, entity. But the NBA is wrapped all around. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's how it was created, and I don't think that that it should be a stretch to say they should be able to to use some of that revenue to expand the league to expand broadcast deals all of the, the viewership for the w has increased year over year tremendously for the last couple of years if you make it available for people to watch people will watch it now might not be the dudes that are commenting on twitter that you know make me a sandwich not a sport i could beat them whatever um that that whatever i i i I worry about the people that that's that they have so little in their life that they like feel the need to do this every yeah, social, so, social single media time. Has, social media has worn brains, but Google is free. Exactly, Bing is free. The other things are free. Okay, so let's get okay. Talk about um, Derrick Rose. He signed as a free agent, the only Grizzlies free agent. So how you feel about that? I know a lot of people are excited uh, about that. And then, like, John Morant, you know, really his game is, like, mimics Derrick Rose, you know, with the explosiveness and things of that nature. But, you know, Derrick Rose had, you know, probably of injuries. But I think that he is here for a mentor factor. And I think him and Marcus Smart, you know, they it was like the veteran leadership. Both of them may have um, – in the locker room because, you know, just like the young stuff played out and, you know, things of that nature. Um, I mean, I think it's going to work out. And then I think Derrick Rose, he probably need you a good solid 10 minutes, maybe, off the bench, but he's going to be like a good mentor for the players. What are your thoughts on that, Amy? Um. I'm kind of of the same mind as you in, in that respect. I know that um, the closest comparison to Jaws game a lot of the time has been, has been Derrick Rose. They have the same athleticism. They have the same explosiveness. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't want Jaw to fall into the same um, injury path that, that Derrick Rose has. Um, I think that he could probably give you some minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that in terms of style of play, um, I, I'm not under any delusions that, that Derrick Rose was the piece that's going to get the Grizzlies a championship. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for the value, give it a shot. And right. and and I say this as not being the biggest Derrick Rose fan, but that's all like I right. And then it's yeah. just like um, he's back home in Memphis. 
And then, hey, people still love Derrick Rose. In Memphis, you know, you know, he, you know, went to the University of Memphis. He went the one year, but you know, there's no record of that since the NCAA was, you know, yeah. Okay. They're like, we're gonna vacate this. You know what? I I don't think it's I don't really think it makes any sense for people right. to dog on Derrick Rose when John Calipari is still John Calipari and like no. No, yeah. like I, I don't that in in that whole situation, um I'm sorry, but John Calipari was the adult in that situation. And right, you have and, then, someone and, then, who, and then so the the NCAA, NCAA can prove that if Derrick Rose took the test or not, but it's it's just crazy. I'm, I'm, it's it's just crazy. But anyways, yeah. College sports are college sports are ridiculous. They're run ridiculously. Um, thankfully now um, with the uh, the new NIL mm-hmm. uh, name, uh, name, image, and likeness, but it's just like, like these and have- then some of the coaches coming out where. They have a problem with it, but don't have a problem with their million dollar contracts with some of the student athletes can even, you know, have a good meal, you know, come nobody could buy them a meal, but you got four million, four, five million dollars and y'all working on the backs of these college athletes and then you're mad because they get money. Grow up, folks. That's who brings the revenue in because if right. you didn't have the athletes, then you wouldn't have these programs that are, gener- you know, uh, big programs like Alabama and, and, you know, Auburn and, and. Uh, all of the places where uh, Tennessee, all the places where college football is big. I'm not a big football fan, so I, it's not my thing. But I like collegiate sports and how the NCAA has handled um, student athletes. Cut, run them some money because that is that's who, that's that's what's giving you the product that is generating revenue, right. These, but, these um, students are the product mm-hmm. and, and and people say oh well you know they're, they're getting a scholarship and they should okay and that, and that's great and they should get a scholarship but when you're talking about the the sorts of money the sorts of revenue that these games generate for schools like the money is there the alumni absolutely want like oh they, they I, okay. get you know what that money. made me think of something that I forgot who it was, but it's a black college athlete. I think he got um, discipline or somebody by the NCAA because the NCAA, because his brother cut hair and they didn't know that black men get their hair cut every two weeks. And they were saying that Bruce was giving a man money, but his brother cut hair. And then, you know, they charge a, a whole bunch of money to get their haircuts and things of that nature. But because black men get their hair cut like every two weeks or every week. They didn't think that happened because they didn't understand. I'm like, wow. It, it's too much pocket watching. Like, why, right, right, why are right, you right, focusing right. But on... You know, but you don't pocket watch, you know, like, the coaches and things of that nature and all this and that. And then some coach, you know, he gave some month. <laughs> I saw it the other day. I forgot who it was. Don't tell me some, he gave the month, the, put the money in the bag for the for the mother because some he felt bad about the George Floyd thing. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> bruh. You didn't have to say it like that. Just just right. Give, you I mean, like, we know that y'all been giving the people money under the table, but then now you mad about the name, image, and likeness? Come on. It, it, they it it gives those athletes more leverage and they don't like it. Um 
I will say that, uh, well, we, we get, if we give college football coaches too much power in this country, and apparently we like to elect them to the Senate where they do fuck all. Um, Tom and, Tuberville. And, and, nah, and, not even. But but it's just like the NCAA is like the biggest criminal organization in like, I feel. They have too much power. The NCAA have too much power. Entirely too much power. They're They're, they're greedy is what it is. They don't want anybody else to prosper from the program that they have they, they, right i like, mean it's, it's crazy you know i think this is probably really the best way that they could do it if they're not going to allow schools to you know to provide monetary compensation i get how that would be difficult but it, you have ways for your student athletes to be able to to make some because you know they can't work and you know that that they're you know they're stipend what it's going to cover tuition um it might cover some meals might cover your books um but you still have to live and you still have to to you know go back and forth to practice and and honestly what they're doing is work it you know i mean it's it's a game but it's labor, and that labor generates a lot of revenue. They right. should get a cut of that revenue. Like this is exactly. not this is not billions, difficult at billions all. Billions and billions of dollars that they off the back of these athletes. Um. Okay. So um. So we talked about Marcus Smart, Derrick Rose. Oh, let's talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. Have you been seeing his workouts? Um, on social media. And how big have, he's gotten. I have I have seen it and I've he's he has definitely kept up his conditioning over the summer. Um I love to see it. It's it's so wild to remember just how young he is mm-hmm. and how how far away from his peak he still is. And he's the longest tenured Grizzlies on the roster right now since Dylan Brooks is gone. Yeah, so he's he's kind of the man right now. Um, right. I, I I love it. You know, he's been um, he's been very active. You know, he's you know posting workouts. Um, you know, he he was at a I think he was at a Sparks game a couple of nights ago. Um, I know he was at some initiative um, with the, 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 the NBA All Star Weekend. Yes. Um, you know, his mom is the head of the Players Association. Um, like, like it's in that family's blood. Right. And I love to see how, like, the, the, the things that he does, the outreach, uh, the, you know, working with the kids in camps and stuff, he doesn't have to do any of that. Um, you know, it's, he does it because he wants to, and he looks like he enjoys it, you know, and I think that's great. Right, um, and then I think, um, like his work, his conditioning, he's working on a lot of stuff. But the thing that got me is the mid range. If that man can perfect his mid range game, who is gonna stop him offensively? Nobody. That that honestly, like his mid range, and I must say it, Stephen Adams free throw shooting. Although I saw a picture of him from the gym the other day, and he was. Looking very conditioned, right? Um, he he really was. Uh, somebody yeah. said he was th- thirst trapping. 
<laughs> you know what? Uh, no comment. Um, yeah, and then he was working with Asante uh, Aldama. I saw that it's something about the the MBPA thing. They were um, doing something. They were training or whatever, whatnot. And I I, I don't know if it was in Spain or not, but I know Asante and uh, Stephen been working out together. But yeah, I think they think the Grizz is gonna be ready to go. So they have a ton of people on the roster because they uh got some additional players in the Dylan Brooks trade, signing trade, and then they got somebody else with the Brandon, I mean not the Brandon Clark, um, Tyus Jones trade. I forgot um who else is um Isaiah Todd. And what's the other guy's name? Uh, Was it Josh Christopher or somebody? Well, they have tons uh, of people on their roster. Um, they're gonna have to cut somebody. Yeah, Josh Josh Christopher. He um come from Houston, and then the Isaiah Todd. Um, he came from. What did he come? Did he come from Washington or did he come from the Celtics? Uh, I I, sh- I should know this, and I I don't have it in front of me. Um, I'm not I've, sure. I just pulled pulled up. Oh, he came from the Wizards. So he, I guess he he was with the Wizards, and then he was with their uh, G League team. So they got him in the the Tyus Jones uh, matter, but it's just like they have. I know this season you could have. Um, Three, three two way players, players. So then they drafted Gigi Jackson. I love his performance in summer league, and I think he's gonna be good. So, um, you're gonna keep one of these guys, um, or I just don't know what they're gonna do. I wouldn't I be mad he, if Gigi Jackson got one of those two ways. Right. Um, so is you got three? So are you gonna keep Vince Williams? I think uh, he did pretty well in summer league, and then. We already have um, Junior um, Junior on the yep. roster. Um, Kenneth Lofton Junior. Uh, we all have already have him on the locker. He was a former two way, but they signed him, you know, late in the season when they waived um, Kennedy Chandler, and I think he's gonna be really good. Um, don't know how long Brandon Clark is gonna be out, and um, in the playoffs. Um, Xavier Tillman proved himself and everything. But it's interesting to see, you know, how the Grizzlies um roster is gonna play out. We know John Morant's gonna be gone for 25 games. We know they have the addition of Derrick Rose and they have um Marcus Smart. And, you know, I just I just think they need to so solidify their bench. And I don't know if there are any more trades gonna happen. Um you know, we still got um, David Roddy. He did pretty well in Summer League. But I know Summer League is not really indic- indicative of how they're going to play or they're going to get it playing time. But they, David Roddy, you know, he was in a rotation. Um, I think he played, like, 42 games. Um, Jake LaRavia seemed like um, he started off good and he got sick and then seemed like he lost confidence and. I don't know what was wrong with Zaire Williams, but we saw that, you know, he didn't play much last season. Um, but we saw that he's been working out with 
Jaron Jackson Jr. to have the same trainer. Um, I think it's like Chris Johnson. Um, you know, he didn't go to summer league, but I feel like Zaire is going to be on the roster. But who knows what's going to happen? I don't know if they're going to do any more trades. You know, because trading season isn't over <laughs> or whatever. They I, I don't would, know how they're going to construct a roster, but I think it's going to be pretty good. And I think that the Grizzlies still going to be one of the top teams in the West. I I I think so too. And I I think uh, I think the the issues around um, who's going to end up on the roster. I would be really shocked if they made any more big moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, cause you know, we know that they've got to cut some folks. Um, so right. we'll see, you know, some of the, some of the new guys, we'll see them, you know, in, in training camp and in, in the preseason. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that, that the focus has kind of shifted because last, last season they really went all in on, on the young guys, on the rookies, right. which, is I mean there's benefit to that but Mm -hmm. I think you have to be able to temper that um I with veterans with veterans because like you've never seen a young team really win um an NBA title yeah you seen one go to the finals but they had Russell Westbrook um Kevin Durant and James Harden like you know them three three qualifying players so yeah yeah, I think but not um, not saying that it can't happen, but it's just like you just need veterans around. You have to have you have to have them around. You have to have a mixture of veterans and young guys. Yeah, um, and they, I I appreciate their commitment to getting better and to developing guys. Um, I love the way that the Grizzlies utilize their G League spots um, because they they like they've got got like John. Conchar and Salty and Santi Aldama are perfect examples of guys who were on the hustle, who spent, who, you know, played a season or two with the hustle, who got that experience and then was able to come in and, you know, fill in a spot on an NBA roster. Like they, they're using their G league team, like a farm league team, like, like kind of like they do in the minor league in baseball. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's probably the wisest course of action um you know they've got for lack of a better word a little you know training incubator they they you know they've got a chance to say okay you know we've got guys that you know we, we see potential in and we believe in and you know so but they might not be primary contributors right now but if they you know spend a good part of the season in south haven um it, it gets those guys playing time. Um, so, you know, they're expanding their experience and it's obviously paying off when they come back and they play in games with the Grizzlies. Right. And um, I, you know what? I forgot about Luke Kennard. Oh my God. How can I forget about like one of the best three point <laughs> shooters in the league? Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain on the same team. Oh my God. And we still love you, Luke. Right, right, right. Oh, I'm sorry, Luke. I am so sorry. <laughs> I forgot to name you. I'm so I, I feel so bad. But my last thought that I have, when John Morant come back, I think he's gonna be in a mission. I can't wait till he dunk on Big Victor Wimbyumwe, whatever I his name, Wimby, whatever. I can't pronounce his name. And I want him to dunk on the guy from Oklahoma City, 
Chet Holmgren. I want him to dunk on both of them. Yes. No, he gonna try. Oh, absolutely. I, I, like, no, be not I, scared. He gonna try. I, I, I want. I want to see. I want John Vince Moran Carter Olympic team dunk. Yes. I want Vince Carter Olympic team dunks. That's what right. I want to see. Yeah, we want to see John do that. Yes, and we want him to make the dunk or whatever. You know, like he yes. did Kevin Love. He jumped over Kevin Love, but he didn't quite <laughs> get it. But I, I want him to cock that mug back and dunk on them fools. I think he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder when he comes back. Um, I think that 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 will he will use that to motivate him. Um, I think ultimately he'll be better off right. going through this this situation. And I think the Zoom may cut us off here in a minute, right? Um, but yeah, I, I, and I, and shout out to T. Morant and Jamie Morant. We praying for you guys too. We don't blame you for anything that your son is doing. All right. Well, Amy, I thank you for being on with me. We had a long talk. And I will talk to you later. Holler. Holler. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube